Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 29 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Gospel of John, chapter 6. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible, Orthodox Version, because the World English Bible is in the public domain. To get the most out of this podcast, it would be good for you to take about five minutes to read John chapter 6. Let's get started. The Gospel of John chapter 6 is about Jesus being the source of eternal life. Eternal life is more important than what this life has to offer. The multitude was focused on this life. Jesus pointed them to what was truly important, which is eternal life. Let us uh, look at an outline of John chapter 6. In John chapter 6, verses 1 to 14, Jesus miraculously feeds the multitude. In John chapter 6, verses 15 to 21, Jesus walks on the water to the disciples' boat. In John chapter 6, verses 22 to 59, Jesus teaches in Capernaum that he is the bread of life and the source of eternal life. In John chapter 6, verses 60 to 69, we see that many people stopped following Jesus, but his closest disciples stayed with him. And in John chapter 6, verses 70 to 71, Jesus demonstrates that he understands and knows that Judas Iscariot will betray him. In John chapter 6, Jesus works a miracle in which God turns five loaves and two fish into enough food to feed 5,000 men plus women and children. In John chapter 6, Jesus leaves Cana in Galilee to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. We are told this sea was also called the Sea of Tiberias. The Sea of Galilee is really a large lake in Galilee. At that time there was enough fish in the lake for fishermen to have a fisherman trade. A great multitude of people were following Jesus because they had seen the miracles that he performed to heal those who were sick. Jesus then went up to the mountain by the lake with his disciples. It was about the time of the Jewish Passover feast. When Jesus saw the great multitude of people coming to him, he asked Philip, who was one of his disciples, where can we buy bread to feed this multitude? Philip did not answer Jesus' question. Philip did not tell uh, Jesus where to buy this amount of food. Rather, Philip told Jesus how much it would cost. Even with 200 denarii, there would not be enough food to feed the multitude. Denarii is the plural of denarius, and a denarius was about a day's wage for a laborer. Then Andrew, another disciple of Jesus, said he found a boy who had five barley loaves and two fish. Then Andrew asked, What is that? What is this among so many? Pointing out it was not even close to enough food to feed everyone. Jesus then said to his disciples to have the people sit down on the grass. Jesus took the loaves. Jesus gave thanks for the loaves. 
Then he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples distributed them to the people who were sitting down. Jesus did the same with the fish. Everyone had as much as they desired and were filled. Then Jesus told his disciples to gather up the broken pieces, and they filled twelve baskets with the broken pieces of the barley loaves. There's no mention of fish leftovers. The reaction of the people was that they said that truly this is the prophet who comes into the world. Jesus then realized they wanted to make him king, so he withdrew by himself into the mountain. At this point, the multitude is seeing Jesus as a miracle worker and a prophet and potentially a king or messiah to rule over them. By withdrawing from the multitude, Jesus was avoiding the temptation to be the wrong kind of king at the wrong time. Jesus was here on earth to, to fulfill the mission God the Father gave him rather than to seek his own glory. Are there times when we as Christians need to avoid situations that might take us out of God's will? Next, the author of the Gospel of John moves the recording of events to what happened that evening. That evening, the disciples left Jesus behind. The disciples went down to the sea and got into their boat. We are not told whether Jesus had told them where to go or whether they waited for Jesus, but he never showed up. However, the Bible suggests that they waited for Jesus and he never showed up. The disciples proceeded to cross over the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. It was dark outside, and the sea was unstable, and the sea was being tossed by a great wind. The disciples rowed the boat for about three or four miles, and they were only about halfway to their destination to the other side of the lake, because the lake was not as wide at the northern part of the lake. Then they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near their boat. The disciples were afraid. Jesus told them that it was him that they were seeing and, and, and not to be afraid. Jesus got into the boat with them, and immediately they were at the other side of the lake and had reached their destination. The multitude had witnessed Jesus' disciples leave without Jesus, and they did not know where Jesus was. They caught other boats to cross the lake. On the next day, the multitude stood on the other side of the lake and saw the boat the disciples had taken to get across, and they found Jesus and asked Jesus, Where did you come here? They addressed him as Rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus knew their true motive in following him. They were following him not because of the miraculous signs Jesus performed, but because now they saw him as the source of free food. Jesus then began to teach them that they needed to change their values and their priorities. They needed to focus on the eternal rather than the temporary. Jesus told them not to work for the food that perishes, but for the food that remains to eternal life. Jesus, referring to himself as the Son of Man, said he would give them this food that remains to eternal life. Obviously, in our lives, we need to work so we can have food to eat. Paul himself says in the book of Second Thessalonians, quote, If anyone is not willing to work, 
don't let him eat. For we hear of some who walk among you in rebellion, who don't work at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are that way, we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ that they work with quietness and eat their own bread. End quote. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 to 12. Here in John chapter 6, Jesus is teaching priorities. While we work for physical food, we need to also work for eternal food. How does one work for eternal food? The multitude asked it this way, quote, What must we do that we may work the works of God? End quote. John chapter 6, verse 23. Jesus told them for them to do the works of God that they needed to believe in the one whom God the Father sent. Jesus was the one God the Father sent. The people then asked Jesus to give them a sign. These are the same people who saw the great sign of feeding the multitude the day before. They had already gotten their sign, but demanded more. They pointed Jesus to what God did in the days of Moses. God gave to the people of Israel manna to eat from heaven when they were in the wilderness. Manna appeared on the ground each morning, except for the Sabbath day, and like dew it melted when the sun became hot. The people would gather it and eat it. Jesus told them it was not Moses who gave them bread from heaven, but God the Father gives the true bread from heaven, and this bread gives life to the world. They then asked Jesus for this bread. Then Jesus clearly said that he was the bread of life. Those who come to Jesus will not be hungry, and those who believe in Jesus will never be thirsty. Those whom God the Father gives to Jesus, Jesus will not cast them out. Jesus came from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of God the Father who sent him. God's will is that those who believe in Jesus should have eternal life, and they will be resurrected from the dead in the last day. No one can come to Jesus unless the Father draws him. John chapter 6, verse 44. John 3.16 teaches that whoever believes in Jesus can be saved. Jesus died for everyone, and God draws everyone to Jesus, but God's grace can be rejected. Paul, in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 21, teaches that God has made himself known to all to the degree that all are without excuse, but man suppresses the truth in unrighteousness. God gives all of us enough grace to believe that if we walk in the light of that grace, God will give us more grace until we come to repentance and faith in Christ. Yet many resist what grace God gives them and they do not let God draw them to Christ to the point of saving grace. Jesus died for all, and salvation is available to all if they will only believe, and everyone can believe if they walk in the light of God's truth. Jesus said that the bread that he gives for the life of the world is his flesh. Jesus said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you don't have life in yourself. The Son of Man here is referring to Jesus. Jesus said, 
quote, As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me, he will also live because of me. End quote. John chapter 6, verse 57. Those who eat of Jesus will live forever. What does Jesus mean when he says those who eat his flesh will have eternal life? The Bible teaches that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 and Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. God is the source of life. God created life by his word. So those who accept Jesus and walk in his word have eternal life. Many people walked away from following Jesus on that day. They liked his miracles, but did not hunger and thirst for the bread that gives eternal life. Jesus then asked his disciples if they were going to quit following him too. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, had this response. Quote, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. End quote. John chapter 6, verse 68. How about you? Have you accepted Christ? Are you focused on the temporal so much that you do not seek what is eternal? Do you prioritize teaching your children to put God first? Or are you more interested in their being successful in this life? Have you accepted Jesus as your source for eternal life? Do you believe he is the Messiah the king of God's kingdom, to whom you should surrender your life to serve him? Do you believe Jesus is the son of the living God? If not, come to him. Jesus has already promised that those who come to him, he will by no means cast out. John chapter 6, verse 37. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. I encourage you to pray that God will work in the lives of those who hear his word and that people will turn from their sins and become disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that Christians will grow to become better disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that God will work through this podcast ministry to bring others to Christ and to strengthen and establish Christians. Also notice I have added to the website a place for topical Bible studies for reading. Bye for now.